Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today's guest, well, she's a DJ, she's a presenter, she's a model. She hosts two, I would say, of the funniest podcasts out there. They make me cackle so much. She's also a mum of three. It's Vogue Williams. Hello. Hello. I mean, we've already been cackling a lot before we've even pressed record. I'm actually really excited for this. I really wanted to come on this one. Well done, by the way. Oh, Does thank you. so well. Oh, thank it's a, you it's very, a good very one. Much. Uh, well done on the decor behind you, by the way. I mean, this is I audio, know. but you have the most gorgeous looking bunk beds behind you. Uh, I do, yeah. That's a very clean a... kids' room, Vogue. Ah, it's not, to be honest with you, I brought the ball pit back out. That was a large mistake. I don't know why I do it. And I'm like, that's it. The ball pit's going. The ball pit's going back. And I don't throw it away. But I was like, oh, I would love the ball pit. And they just honestly, is it not the most annoying toy in the world? (laughs) It's just trying to keep the balls in. If anything, it's more activity for the mum and the dad, whoever's looking after them. I know. know, How many balls can you get back in the ball pit? You know. 
if you want to start your fitness journey, get a ball pit. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? How's life? How old are all the kids now? So Otto just turned nine months yesterday. I know he's so sweet and he's finally like slept through the night. I thought it would, you know, when you're like, it's not going to happen. It's going to be two and he won't. Um, so he is currently my favourite child. Gigi's uh, <laughs> <laughs> two and she is four. Oh, I mean, they are. They're compact in age, Vogue. How you look so, like, fresh and wonderful and awake, I don't know. Uh, do you know what? If I ever post with no makeup on, people are like, please tell me what uh, what uh, concealer you use because like, my eyes are so black. Even my eyelids are black now. So uh, I don't usually look like this without makeup. And I've also, that. I've got a light on me. <laughs> Why I look glowy. <laughs> I like honesty is key. But I also yeah. love the fact that when people see you without makeup, they're like, oh my God, please tell us. <laughs> like, seriously, what's your secret? That looks amazing. I'm like, I know, I know. How do you cover that up? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I get hundreds of messages about it. So I will divulge that secret soon. Amazing, amazing. Um, Vogue, where did you come up? How was your childhood? I actually grew up, I started off in Port Marnock. I was there till I was seven mm-hmm. and then my mum had met my stepdad. So my parents divorced, I think, when I was about five. I never was one of those divorced kids. So that was like, uh, I kind of loved it. because, really? um, Yeah, my dad used to spoil me rotten. And uh, and then I'd get more stuff off my mom, so I was thrilled with myself. And it was a great way in my teenage years to like sneak off to things that my parents wouldn't let me do. So my mom and my stepdad wouldn't let me do certain things. I'm like, I'm going to stay with my dad, and then off I'd go to wherever I wanted to go. <laughs> Were you an only child? No, I have an older brother, Frederick. I have an older sister, Amber. Oh, and an older sister, Alison. Sorry, she's my half sister. Right. Um, and then I've got a younger brother, Alexander. So there's lots of you. I know, and Alexander and Amber currently live with me in London, so Spencer's wow. having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra help. <laughs> it totally is. Of course it is. Yeah. But that's interesting, isn't it, that you both come from relatively big families? Yeah, 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 we both do. I, that's why I think we've, like, even Spenny, now I don't know for having four, to be honest. Three is very exhausting, as you know yourself, but we always wanted a big family. And I think that's why we flew through it so quick because I was like, I just had it in my mind. I get these things in my head and I'm like, I don't really want to be pregnant when I'm 40. I find it really difficult. I find being pregnant really, really tough. I was like, so just in case I want to have four, I'll go bam, bam, bam. And going bam, bam, bam was very difficult. Well, so now you've done bam, 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 but are you going bam, 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 bam? No, I'm going bam, 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 not sure. I'll decide next year, possibly. <laughs> I mean, that's the but we get these numbers in our heads, don't we? And we just think yeah. that that's what we've got to, because we put it out there, that's what we've got to get I to. Know. Did you always say three? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Three is quite a nice number as well. And like, we've got this car seat because people are like, you have to change your car at three. But we got this car seat and, uh, and it fits three across mm-hmm. in a normal car. So I'm like, Hmm, that's I don't want to get a bigger car. Is it a multi Mac? We'll yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Good. Yeah. And Do it's you a have small one? company. Um, no, we haven't actually because we we ended up changing our car. But um, yeah, the multi Mac is a is a it's a game changer for a lot of people. I know, and do you know what? Adults can sit in them too. I haven't figured that out yet. But yeah. it's, and supposedly they do four across, and I just mm-hmm. it's kind of fascinating though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because you like can't technology. fit three car seats. No, you, you just can't. Yeah, and I think every no. single parent has tried that. Every parent of three has tried that trick and you just simply can't. 
No, not unless. Well, when we were younger, one of us just got flung in the boot. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even know when car seats became a thing. Like I ask my mum yeah. and dad now, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." No, we. I remember lying across the back window when I was younger. Like honestly, we were all. Everyone was just kind of flung in. It was just. It was just that kind of thing. It's so funny. Oh, so like when you were younger, did you like think think that you would love to be a mum when you grew up? I was always obsessed with dolls. So I actually had dolls till I was 11, I think. Um, I loved, I had a baby born and I had everything to go with the baby born. And I, and like things I'd ask for for Christmas would be an ironing board and I wanted like a pretend washing machine. And I always wanted to look after my dolls. And then my little brother was born so much later than me. So I was nine. Right. And I had an absolute fit when I heard he was going to be born because I wasn't going to be the youngest anymore. And then my mom was like, but you'll have all the clothes for your doll. Oh. And I thought, but I'll have a new doll. And so I used to like drag my little brother around everywhere with me. Again, I was allowed to do that when I was 12. I'd bring him into town and everything. Really? I don't know how my mom let me do that. It's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny though. When you look back at things like that and you're like, how? Because we wouldn't do, oh, there's so many things that we just simply wouldn't do with our kids that we were no. allowed to do. No, not at all. But yeah, off I was traipsing into town with my little brother in a buggy. And I don't even know why I wanted to do it. I just, I always loved looking after him. So I think it's always been in me to to want to have children. I know people decide later in life if they want to have them or not. But I feel like I always had that in me. Yeah. And yeah. then fast forward to meeting Spencer then. And yeah. had, did you have that chat early on that you wanted kids? Or was that just kind of like a leave it a little bit until, and let's see how this goes? Yeah, well, I mean, we, when you think about it, we moved quite fast. And I think that both of us really wanted kids. And I think it's just something that you organically talk about. It yeah. doesn't have to be in a weird way. Like, hey, like, so do you think we'll have kids? I know it's a bit early, like, but will we eventually? But I don't know how it even came up, but we did end up uh, getting pregnant quite quick. Like, I think it was, was it a year and a half, two years? I can't remember dates. So Could, far, it was something like that, something mad early. But I think, you know, when you know, you know. Yeah. And at that point, were yeah. you just, were you, uh, had you started thinking, oh, we want to start a family? Was it, was it a surprise or was it something that you'd already started planning for? No, we had planned to have Theodore and um, we plan we've planned them all. But I think because I was, I was 32 when we met, or no, I was 32 when we had tea. So I would have been like 31 when we met. And I don't know, I, maybe it's the way the world is. Like, I felt like my body clock was ticking yeah and actually it wasn't ticking and I think that I don't know the pressure of being like oh god, oh god I can't have kids for that long actually it was it was a bit silly and I don't think that I needed to do that but that's I think how we felt at that time Can like I thought I was old and battered at 32 <laughs> no <laughs> what <laughs> it's so funny it's only that I think when I look back and look at photos of when I was 30 31 32 and go what was I thinking I know sorry do you remember when you were 20 and there'd be people in their 30s and you'd be like oh my god they are so old <laughs> There's an amazing meme going around at the moment um, that's of uh, the father of the bride parents. And they say, oh, and it yes. says that like, the funniest thing is that, that in 1985 or whatever, these two were meant to be 45. I'm like, that's not that far away from where we are now, but they look no. like grandparents. You know, they, they look did. so old. They do look old, but did you ever see that thing about men on Blind Date years ago? You remember the, the show Blind yeah. Date? And like these 24 year old men look like they're about 50. It's mental. <laughs> I was like, well, they have had a hard life, but everybody just looked older. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because we've got such nice creams and stuff. That's very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Uh, can you remember finding out you were pregnant the first time around? Oh, God, do I remember? That's terrible if I don't. 
You've had three in close succession, like your memory and everything. I, I'm, it all blurs into one. Once you've had three, uh, come on, Vogue. I, I know, it kind of does. I, and I remember Otto because I remember hiding that from Spen. And Did I was you? away filming. Yeah, I was away because I was away and I wanted him to be with me when I told him. Yeah. Um. So I was away filming. I'm terrible at holding secrets as well. With T, what was it? Oh, with T, rem- we were in this house in the toilet and I'd left the the pregnancy test out and because it had been a few months and then Spenny was like oh you're pregnant but he said it really just like and I was like that is not funny to lie about something like that that is not funny because like we'd had a few like not pregnants and uh, and it turned out I was so we were thrilled <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, love, I also love that that's how he sort of yeah, you responded find... to it you know yeah. as well even if you had even if he thought you had seen it you know yeah, oh you're he's... pregnant He's like permanently relaxed, Spencer. He's just very chilled out about everything, including including that. I said to him, I was like, when we were in the real depths of three kids, I was like, imagine I got pregnant now. What would you do? He's like, oh, well, we'd have to deal with it. I'm like, oh, we'd have to deal with this. We'd be moving your parents in. <laughs> do you think that's how you two are then? Is that your dynamic, that you're a little bit more, you know, a wor- more of a warrior and he's quite chilled out? He's very chilled out. I'm I'm like super organized, definitely more of a worrier. I worry about stupid things, but I actually think that's linked to like anxiety and he definitely doesn't have any kind of anxiety, but I would worry about things that would never happen. So uh, yeah, I take on that role. And I'm kind of the bad cop as well, a little bit. Really? He's, he's, a, he's a serial briber. He's like, if you come here and give Danny a hug and I'll give you a sweet. I'm like, stop saying that. I'm not having any more sweets. <laughs> Um, what were your pregnancies like my pregnancies I have to say were very hard Um, I was sick till the very last day with Gigi and Otto so I remember waking up the next day after giving birth and I think that's why people are always like because I felt amazing but and I know a lot of people don't feel amazing but that was the first time I had woken up and hadn't felt sick and just I was like oh my god and you don't realise how awful you felt until you feel normal again so the day after giving birth, waking up and being like, oh, I don't need one of those tablets. And it's, you just feel it's so lovely to not feel sick. Yeah. And isn't it crazy, so, though, that your body, you know, as soon as your baby is in the world, your body just lets up. and yeah, just goes, all it. right, you're done now. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to feel sick anymore. It's, it's, it is really amazing. And I know some people, I always used to be like, what? People would be like... I adore being pregnant. I adore the process of giving birth. So I would rather like give birth 10 times and not ever be pregnant. Really? And just do the end bit. Well, yeah. it's, well, it's pretty interesting because I, I saw you towards the end of your pregnancy with Otto and, and you just look like you were like gliding your way through it in a really <laughs> like, easy and chilled way. Oh, I had a terrible waddle at that stage. Um, no, I definitely wasn't. Sure, I'd go back to the hotel because we were in Disneyland and uh, and I had tea and Gigi and Spenny had to work the first day and I thought, oh my God, I cannot do this on my own again. So I had to, I had, had like two baths a day while we were there because it was just like, it's it's a lot when you're pregnant with two kids. Um, was that just but so you I could wasn't, get a bit of time I, on your own in the bath? Yeah, <laughs> I should have been alone in the bath for the whole day. Um, I didn't want to miss out, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm not a great pregnant person. And I hate to be a whinger. And I, I'd say I was pretty whingy and tough to be around at times. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit that. 
Well, what's the worst thing that happened to you when in your pregnancy? Did you, was it like emotionally, were you quite, you know? I think just feeling sick all the time was really hard. Um, but once I took, I, I had these tablets um, that I would take every day. I kind of had to. And at the, for the first pregnancy, I felt really guilty about taking the tablets. And I thought, I, I can't be taking these. They can't be good. Even though my doctor was like, they're perfectly fine for your pregnancy. But you just automatically think, I shouldn't be taking anything. You're so careful of what you eat and what you drink. And... And uh, and as the pregnancies go on, you you kind of get more relaxed. And it's it's the same when babies arrive. It's like you drop a dummy on the ground. It's like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. Third baby, it's fine. The first baby, it's like, where's the sterilizer? So, <laughs> I mean, it's so true. Third baby, I was like, run it under a tap. It's fine, you know. Or put it in your own mouth. What our parents exactly. would have done when we were young. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a little a little uh, sterilizer box, a tiny one that I'd put teas in, and I'm like, what was I doing? Um, in the mouth, it's fine. But that's what happens. You get more relaxed as you go on. Yeah, you definitely do. Um, Let's talk birth then. Uh, Because were you excited about the process before you actually had given birth? Like before tea or? No. No. Because I feel like everyone terrifies you a bit. Yeah, they do. And I mean, birth can be really, really difficult for some people, but some people are okay. And I don't think by telling everybody that it's going to be really difficult, that's not going to help anybody. Like, don't, like, you need to be, like, lifting them up, telling them that, like, just listen to the doctors, you'll be grand. I think especially when you find out more, and I don't know if you did hypnobirthing or not, but just knowing how much that, that dialogue can affect your body and how much it can just make you anxious and stress and then what that does to your body and how that blocks everything. Yeah, even from waters breaking and stuff, I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to be like in the supermarket and it's going to be like a swimming pool around me and stuff like that. But I actually, with all three, I've been induced. So with T, um, he kind of stopped moving towards the end. So he was already late and... um, he was probably the most difficult birth and probably the most difficult child. <laughs> but he's he's such a good little boy, but like he is solid on what he wants to do and when he wants to do it. He whinged the whole way home from nursery today because I had dared bring him a sandwich and he didn't want a sandwich. What did he want but instead? He wanted chicken dippers or something like that. And I was like, well, you can have chicken dippers when you get home. And then he's gone on about it. He's starving. And then he eventually ate the sandwich. But his birth was probably the most difficult. But we had an amazing doctor and she was our doctor for all three, Dr. Faso. She's just this this really tall Greek woman, no nonsense, just like, this is how it is. Listen to me and I'll show you. You'll get through it like that. And she was just really relaxed and she relaxed me. And even when his heart rate went down quite drastically and I'd been in labor, I think, for something like 14 hours by then, um... But I'd, I'd had the epidural, so like I was just sitting there chilling out. It was, they're amazing. I actually thought before I gave birth, I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get as far as I can now without the epidural. <laughs> Two and a half centimetres. So I was like, <laughs> please help me. <laughs> I, I'm not good with pain. But then I was taken to surgery because I was going to have to have a C-section. And just as I got in there, he had dilated 10 centimetres. So I ended up giving birth to him in the surgery room. Oh, but I was, wow. I, yeah, I was delighted because then I got to to do it the way I wanted to do it. And I was quite lucky and I was really petrified of of having a C-section. I don't know why. It's always just scared me. Whereas it scares the other people the opposite way around. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I guess the whole thing is the unknown though, isn't it? That's go- yeah. That's birth. You go into it and you don't yeah. know what, what's going to, what's going to be the case at, at all, you know? No. you And you have to take, that's the thing with a birthing plan. It can just go out the window completely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was kind of willing for that to happen. Like you desperately don't want it to happen, but 
if you if you just listen to the doctors, even when it came to pushing and stuff, if you just listen exactly when they tell you to do and exactly when they say to stop. Um, yeah, I had I had good experiences, but that's why our, our doctor was absolutely incredible. She really was. She's amazing. And how did um, how did uh, Gigi's birth go? Gigi's birth was really good, really uh, smooth sailing. Was she in COVID? She was in COVID. So uh-huh. we were kind of, yeah, confined to the room the whole time with masks and all that jazz, but it was it was fine. Well, what and it was, was that like, t- giving birth in a mask? Oh, no, I was allowed to take it off. Oh, okay. Everyone else had to have masks, yep, but like yep. if you went out to go to the toilet and stuff like that, um, but you weren't allowed to leave the room. But I was lucky because it was at a time, like remember at one point, no one was allowed to have their partners in. Mm-hmm. So it was at a point where he could come in. He wasn't allowed to come to any scans, but it was my second pregnancy, so... He was thrilled he didn't have to. um, (laughs) Clear his schedule, it's fine. (laughs) You go do it. Um, But uh, no, that was a a really, really good birth as well. Was it worrying throughout your pregnancy not knowing whether he was going to be able to be in the hospital or not? Uh, Do you know what? I kind of, I took that really... I felt really lucky that it wasn't my first pregnancy and I felt really sorry for people who were missing out on that with their first pregnancy. Yeah. And because I'd been through it before, I just thought, you know, if I have to do it on my own, I have to do it on my own. This is my second pregnancy. Like this is happening to people who haven't given birth before. So that didn't really bother me too much, but we we were lucky in, in the timing because she was like the end of July. So it was just about when we were able to do that. And then Otto was the dream as well. He was very, like, that was the fastest birth and and I remember like you know, they were like prepping my room to go down to out of the birthing suite and they were taking ages and I just I literally just stood up and I just walked down to the room myself but also I was like it was it was a really good birth that one dream child dream <laughs> child <laughs> <laughs> that's and currently your favorite so yeah and currently the favorite sleeping through the night it, it swaps it, just, it changes throughout the day to be honest <laughs> <laughs> and it's good you know it's good to keep that open that position yeah. You know, exactly. I'm currently my mother's favorite. It wasn't always that way. (laughs) I work hard for that position. (laughs) Can you remember how you felt leaving hospital for the first time with Theo? I am really proud, just so proud that we had created this little tiny bundle of joy. And it, it really is. It's an amazing moment. But then like you're very nervous you're bringing home this baby and that's it you're just taking him home and you're looking after him yeah. and uh and that was kind of there was parts of me that were like scared of the unknown but like I did feel quite confident and my mum was great and Spenny's mom was great they were really really helpful at the start and um they still are now but um I think that like whenever I needed advice on anything the two of them had raised seven kids between them so they were literally my perfect sounding board for advice so as nervous as I was I kind of relished every moment of it do you think having your younger brother helped in some way as well because most people don't know what it's like having a newborn around yeah I I think so yeah because I'd kind of I'd kind of looked after him so much as well um I make my mom sound like an absent parent she was there (laughs) (laughs) I basically brought up my brother (laughs) um uh no yeah I was quite confident but like even I don't know you haven't like I don't even know to this day I kind of feel a bit nervous holding someone else's newborn so my brother had a baby recently and I'm like they're so small (laughs) and uh I don't know you're more confident in your own but they're just so teeny tiny and I remember with with T like trying to change them and you know putting their fingers through those like tiny jumpers you're like be careful of your little hands um so those bits were quite daunting. There's definitely a knack to that, isn't there? Which I, I really, I, I 
we're having Mac, my third, I suddenly realised I'm really good at putting on baby clothes now. But you forget yeah. how clumsy and awkward it all feels with your first. Yeah, it does. And when you ask people to do it as well, like my sister's great with kids and she lives with us. Um, but like even with Otto, she's a bit like, Ooh, and it is, it's kind of a nerve wracking thing because you don't want to hurt them and they're just so tiny. Yeah, absolutely. What has your recovery been like each time? I've been very lucky. I think, yeah, my pregnancies were really difficult, but my births and recovery have been, have been quite good. I was, I, I'm all for, if you can, this is what I always say about getting somebody for like, a baby shower present, like loads of people would get you like a nice manicure or something like that. Get someone a mummy MOT for after you've had a baby to get like your body checked out to make sure that your tummy's going back together to make sure that everything is okay with your pelvic floor. That is a really solid present and something that you wouldn't think of. And it is expensive. So it's a nice gift if you all pull together and get, that's what you get your pal who's pregnant. Because I was really like rigid with that and like I did all those squeezy apps do you remember the squeezy yeah, app yeah oh that's a crazy app I should st- we should still be doing it now We've, I mean if you're not doing it right now <laughs> can yeah. we even talk about it <laughs> without trying to squeeze one <laughs> it's good for you keep going <laughs> I was kind of religious with that though and then I went on this um it's like an uh, I'm not an electric chair, but not in that kind of sense. It's like it's called a pelvic power chair. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. this on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, and, and you sit on it, and it kind of buzzes you, and it buzzes your pelvic floor, and really works. And I think honestly, going going to do that, I think was really, really helpful to my recovery because I remember with tea, it was slightly longer than than Gigi, and then less with Gigi and less with Otto. Oh, really? Do you reckon yeah. it's because you were paying more attention to it? Like in the lead up and afterwards. I don't know why that happened. Maybe because T was a much bigger baby. So Mm. T was like nine pounds and Gigi was seven and Otto was around seven as well. So it could be that. I don't really know. I think as well, it just depends. It depends on your birth. It depends on kind of everything. But I think looking after your pelvic floor is something that I never thought of before. And then my doctor had mentioned this uh, lady Maria to me and she was like, you really should go and see her after. And and I did. And I was really happy that I did because I can go trampolining now and be happy. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Still not mad for a star jump, but I never was. (laughs) (laughs) But there is, you know, there are so many women out there who will be feeling, you know, different symptoms as a result mm. of giving birth or, or not actually it can affect so many people it can affect so many sportswomen and not realizing yeah. that there are places and people that they can go and see to get help that's exactly it. and and some women suffer really really badly and I've seen some of the stuff I've spoken to Maria a lot and it just like it, honestly it breaks my heart to think that somebody would think that that's their, just that's it I've had girls mailing me saying they can't go running anymore and I'm just like you will be able to go running again you just need to like try and go and see somebody to help it out because it is normal everybody gets it after having a baby you've just held a baby and it's been putting pressure right down for nine months so um actually 10 months the nine month thing is a lie um 40 weeks but uh but yeah I think it's a really important thing to just remember that you can get help and don't keep suffering you you should be able to live your life like happily without having to worry about running or anything like that absolutely I mean that first time that you look or feel that you're downstairs after giving birth I know it's terrifying the first time you have to go to the toilet <gasps> like, 
I'm scared. <laughs> My top tip with that is get a funnel and hold the front while you're oh, you yeah. in the back. Because otherwise it just feels like everything's going to, it's just not nice. Is it? And everything's it swollen and bruised. Oh, I'll never, I'll like, even like... <laughs> When I was pregnant with Otto, I must have gone into my doctor, like, because you go for checkups. And I'm like, will you just check it one more time? Like, it really doesn't, it looks really swollen. Is that normal? Is it going to go back? And she's like, it's going to go back. It's going to go back. And that was one of the first things my friends said to me that had babies before me. They were like, don't be freaked out. It's going to look very different. And I was like, okay, like, what do you mean? And then it happened. And I was like, oh, and I was kind of happy I was told about it because it gave me such a fright. And then towards the end of the last one, I was like, I'll never look the same again. No, it never will. <laughs> it, you know, it's just, that's just life now, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I think there's, you know, we hear those uh, sayings like, oh, it's like watching your favourite pub burn down about, you know, about yeah. things like that. And actually, a baby, a human can't come through it without it changing. It's yeah, just that. exactly. That's simple. It's simple. I wouldn't say it makes it turn like gross. And excuse me, men don't fare that well themselves after a while, okay? <laughs> so that's like watching our favourite. Watching you age is like watching our favourite pub uh, burn down. <laughs> so right back at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you have any symptoms before you went to see the pelvic health specialist or not? Yeah, I did. I did. I remember laughing and being like, oh God, this is not good. Um <laughs> So, uh, so that's why it was definitely the worst after tea. And I never expected that though. Yeah. And even in the hospital, like just like having to really run to the toilet because like you just like, you've, you, you can't, it's, it's the strangest feeling, but to go from like worrying I wouldn't be able to hold it in to then just being back to normal was, was amazing. That's incredible. How she, long yeah. do you think it took? I'd say it definitely took about six weeks, eight weeks to feel confident. I, di I didn't run now. Running took a longer time. Running took, I think, three or four months. Mm. And, and it would be different for, for everybody. Everybody is slightly yeah. different. Some people just get back into it after a month and that's just how they do it. Some people take a year. It just, it totally depends. But she was able to tell me and she kind of warned me against running because if you run too soon and like I'm really into my training, if, if you train too soon, you're just going to cause yourself way more damage. But there are training things that you can do. I, I have a trainer and just like they're not I wouldn't say they're really exercises but like they're kind they're just they're more for your pelvic floor and mm -hmm. it's, it's you can start working on stuff like that when you're at home yourself I think that you can get them online they showed it to me in the hospital I think the last time and uh it's not like you're working out but you're working out a part of you that you really need to work out without doing the squeezy app it's it's more than that but the squeezy app is great it is great but there did come yeah exactly but there did mm. come a time where the squeezy app would alert me and I would tell it to f off I'll be like, not now. I know, no. I'm not doing it three times a day. I am not. I don't do I anything I three times it. a day. That's a big commitment. <laughs> it's a huge commitment. Let's see if I still have it on my phone. Oh, I definitely I still have mine. Yeah, I do have it on my phone. I haven't seen that in a while. We should start that today. We'll do it there when we we're go. flossing. We'll do a pledge. There we go. That's a good idea. flossing. <laughs> and now let's do two things that we don't like doing yeah. at the same time. <laughs> uh, talking about fitness, though, you are, you know, really into your fitness. Did you stay active throughout all of your pregnancies? Yeah, I did through all of them. I didn't keep running through all of them. Some people can run till the end. I just, I, I stopped I think quite early with Gigi, four months, then T six months. And yeah, but I still, there's so much more you can do. And I just, I just liked the feeling because I had that pelvic girdle pain yeah. as well. 
and I would I would wake up, I'd feel terrible, I'd take my tablet, I'd kind of wait for it to kick in, and then I'd just do my half an hour, a little bit of training, and maybe go for a walk or something. Because I actually really enjoy it. I love, like, people are always like, how do you stay motivated? It's kind of like, I enjoy it. It's like... It's like going shopping to me. I really have fun doing it. So it's like when I go on holidays, I'm like, where cool could we go train, Spen? I know it sounds so pathetic, but like that's what we enjoy. But have you always been that way? Yeah, I've always been into sports and just been outdoorsy. And I come from an amazing place in in Dublin, uh, Hoth, that is like this huge cliff walk. And I love going, walking or running the cliff walk. So I've always been quite active. Mm. And mm. and how has your recovery been in that way then afterwards? And has it have you just let yourself take your time with it? Yeah, you have to. You definitely have to take your time with it. This time around was probably my best because my trainer, John, who I do a lot of work with, he was giving me all those things that I was telling you, just like slight movements to do. And we just took it really, really slowly. But it does, it takes a long time to build up. And it can be frustrating because you're so used to training a lot. But even when, like towards the end of my pregnancy, we were doing such tiny little things, but it's still, I felt like I was moving my body and doing something. So it's fine. And just, that is one thing. Just be really careful getting back into training and speak to your doctor and just make sure you don't push it too much. Yeah. Yeah. And listen to your body. Cause so often we can like see other people doing it on social media and go, Oh, I should be doing that. And then, yeah. you know, push ourselves too much too soon. Yeah, exactly. And you don't need to, you will get there. Yeah, you absolutely will. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One thing you're really good at is travelling with your kids. I don't know if you saw us on the train to Paris that time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's true. (laughs) But you don't shy away from it. You know, lots of people can be quite scared of, of getting on flights or, you know, long train journeys or whatever. Do you know what? I bought this amazing thing. It's from America and it was, it was, it's like a blow up bed. So, you know, if you're like, you've got the little seat that you're in and we were on a 10 hour flight and like, you just pump it up and it just goes across the seat and down. And uh, the airline had actually banned them. And it cost me so much money. I was like, really? They're like, yeah, it could make the whole plane go on fire. I'm like, really? It's just a blow up thing. Anyway, it was, that's when I thought I'd nailed traveling. I was like, let's get out our little beds. I've t- they've taken up my whole hand luggage and I pumped them up and they're like, yeah, that's not happening for you. 
babe. <laughs> so uh, that was an ultimate waste of money. Great product, though, but just I think they're but, for America. Yeah, a good lesson, because I've heard of another thing as well that's, you know, out there. That Again, the same thing, making flights easier, turning seats into beds and, <sighs> you know, check the airlines. And even if they say that they're fine with the airlines, double check with the actual airline that they're going to let know. them on. I know. And they did say it was fine with that airline. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't fine with that airline. So anyway, you live and you learn. I just find um, traveling. I love travel because I go back and forth to Dublin so much. And even when T was small, I'd always book a flight around his nap time. So he'd hopefully fall asleep. And I just find snacks, snacks and snacks. I just don't want to be really that really annoying person that has the really annoying kids. So I really try to just like, T will zone into a, an iPad now, but Gigi is still a little bit, she'd maybe spend 10 minutes on it and then she wants to be doing something else or like wandering around. Um, and Otto, sure, he just snoozes most of the time, so he's yeah. fine. What snacks yeah. are we talking, Vogue? Snacks, they love a Ritz cracker and I love a Ritz cracker. Oh, they're good. Yeah, I know they're not that healthy. <laughs> but I, I think when it comes to flying, maybe healthy yeah. snacks aren't the best way forward. Not always. No, you don't want to fill no. them with sugar, but at the same time, something that's a bit more fun. A little cracker's delicious. Yeah. Those tuck crackers, God, as well. You know those, do you have those yellow ones over here? I, I could go through a whole pack of them. Um, those, what are those fruit things that they love? Oh, the yo-yos. They're always harassing me for a yo-yo. They love a yo-yo. And I feel like they're not that bad. No. And then uh, like melty buttons and like Kiddylicious do good ones and Organics do good ones. Try to keep a kitty base. You know when they see a packet of your crisps, they're like, oh, I want yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> or any air, airplane snacks. And they're just like, Anything those. you're having, they mm -hmm. want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we try to do fruit and then it's just always sandwiches on the plane. It's easier. I always bring food with me because I, I just think it's it's safer. Yeah. They're trying to get them to eat something on the plane because they usually won't. Yeah. Uh, but all, with all the, you know, will in the world, sometimes, even though we've got all the snacks, it does go a little bit wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm absolutely exhausted after any flight, even if it's just to Dublin, because you're wrangling like and they all want to be with me. And sometimes I look and Spenny could be in a different row and I'm just stuck with all three of them. And that's where they want to <laughs> be. And I'm like, how has this happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. As far away from my wife as possible. They tend to be quite good travellers, though, just because they're used to it. Gigi is a terrible one for car sickness. It's oh. just, I know, it's every single journey. But I've, so we bring a, we bring a bag with us, obviously, and then she's got like the bib that catches stuff. And so we get, <laughs> so I'll always sit in between the two of them. And I feel terrible for her, though, because she feels awful. And then once she does vomit, T starts being like, I don't like the smell and like freaking out. And I'm like, nobody likes the smell of a tea. <laughs> There's nothing we could do. But we've kind of we've gotten used to that now. So I'm like always prepped with a really good bag. And uh, I actually just bought travel sickness bands and bags. I just I mean, it doesn't really work. I think doesn't she just it? grows out of it. Oh, I can remember getting into the car once. And Buddy saying he didn't feel well, he felt sick. And I thought oh. he was doing it for a certain reason. Like, I didn't think, I didn't believe him, basically. So he was saying <laughs> he felt sick. And then Buzz heard it and he was like, oh, I feel a bit sick too. I've got a headache. And I was like, just get in the car. We've got a long ride home. Come on. Uh, and then we'd stopped off for dinner quickly that we were just going to pick up and eat in the car on the way home. Uh, and Buddy was like, I'm going to be sick. He, we opened the door and he was sick at the outside the car. I was like, oh, oh my so God. Lucky. Oh, my God. So we put him then um, in, uh, uh, in a different seat. Uh, started driving home and he fell asleep he woke up yeah. half an hour later being sick again 
He was sick, completely down himself at that point. So we stopped at the service station, stripped him off. I bought wipes, like plastic bags uh, and something else. Uh, I think some stuff to clean the car. Got everyone back in. Buzz was still saying he felt sick. So this time I sat next to him in the car. Um, but I had the, one of the little carrier bags. So he literally, it was the most neatest sick child I've ever seen. It was like, I feel sick. Sick straight in the bag, tied it up. Like, you know when you go to a fair and you get a fish? Like in the old days, you used to get a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a fish. It was like that, but just a whole bag of sick. It's just, honestly, you can't get the smell of sick out of a car. No, you can't. It's so hard. It's worse than milk, honestly. I just, every single journey. I think that's why I feel frazzled. It's, it's more the journey to the airport. Really? Yeah. Is she sick just, a lot as well then? All the time. No. So I'm always in the middle. I'm always holding a bag of vomit at the end. And I'm all, I stink of it then because my hands are covered in it just from yeah. wiping her and stuff. And yeah, that is, I forgot about that. That's the worst part of traveling. <laughs> and that's before you've even got on a plane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> always have spare clothes. I always have that. Yeah. How do you deal with the judgment from others if it does go wrong? I don't really mind to be honest. And I can understand why some people will be looking at you because like you're kind of interrupting their day as well with like kids screaming. But it's, I, I feel like a lot of people are quite understanding with this. Yeah. I'd always, and I always want to hear a baby crying, but like nonstop for the whole flight. I don't feel annoyed. I just feel like, I feel so sorry for you. Yeah. And I feel like being like, don't worry, no one cares. See, I but do like, that though. See, I do go over to that mum or dad. I do it yeah. on a loo trip just so they know that it's okay. It's like, it's do it yeah I remember an air hostess came up to me and he was screeching it was when he was a baby and she came up to me and I just burst into tears because I was just so embarrassed um but actually people are really understanding I think yeah they totally are it's just what yeah. the voice in your head tells you though <laughs> while it's happening do you know what I mean please stop please stop please stop <laughs> <laughs> which your baby can probably sense that there's something going on because you're probably a little bit more tense yeah yeah. <laughs> Let's talk feeding quickly because I know that the you you did breastfeed as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, for the three of them. How's the how I'm did still, that go? I'm still feeding Otto at the moment. Because I remember office. seeing you at um, Steph's back lunch with Gigi, and you were and you were yes. yeah on your feeding journey then. I know. Yeah, I feel like people make it easier for you now. Like certainly, my employers have made it easier. My employers even made it easy when I was um. I was literally about three weeks away from giving birth to Otto and I was doing a show for E4 called Send Nudes and like Channel 4 were just so nice about it. And they were like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, And they just made all arrangements in the studio for me to make it easier. And like, they were just so nice about it. And I feel like even being a breastfeeding mom, people make it like easier for you and they know they understand it and I mean I'm lucky I don't work in an office I don't know how it works in an office but like pumping a lot is 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 very time consuming and it's like it's tiring and mm -hmm. um but if if I, I just felt like I really wanted to do it and like do you know what it worked for me with them I always thought if if T struggles with it because he was the first I'm just I'm not going to push it I'm not going to put that extra pressure on myself um, but I do feel like people put pressure on you to breastfeed. I put pre the biggest pressure for me was me on myself because I'd said yeah. that I would do it to myself as well. I hadn't even said it out loud to anyone else. Yeah. But because I had this thing in my head that I did, I, that pressure came from me. Yeah. And it is. Did you do it? Yeah. And the first three months were really, really hard. Really yeah. hard. Like, because, you know, your boobs don't know what they're doing so yet. so long. Yes. 
the start it's like you're sitting there for over an hour and like when you think about it that's a new mom who's already wrecked your emotions are all over the place and then you, you've you're feeding every three hours but like an hour and a bit of that is feeding yeah. itself and then you're back on it's like you kind of feel like a milking cow for the first for the first few months yeah and then suddenly it does sort of fall into you fall yeah. into a rhythm I think yeah I found it started getting easier around week eight for me and then it's kind of and now it's it's fine it's like four times a day and and then I pump at night for just a little top-up bottle for him and then that's kind of it but he does do bits of formula as well yeah have your uh, feeding journeys been different with all of them no they've been all quite similar so I fed tea uh no he was fine they were all fine and then uh and then I, I do I move them all onto formula because I, I have no issue with formula yeah it's a great thing yeah I mean, yeah. it's incredible. It's like the science is there, you know, and yeah, we're not living exactly. in places where it's full of sugar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it does taste quite nice, actually. I've tasted I've taste, and that and that machine as well. Yes. I've just pulled mine back out. I've had it for all three. It's so <laughs> handy, isn't it? It is. <laughs> um, I literally, I only just pulled that out in the last couple of weeks because like we give them porridge. And I was like, let's put formula in this porridge. And, um, <laughs> and it just makes it so much easier, actually. Uh, yeah I mean that's the uh, that is one thing that I found actually with all three you know I've got to the third and so often I've been like no I don't need that because I didn't have it before but then you find out more about it and you're like oh but that would make my life so much easier but I'm still in it so I'm still finding new things that were never here before and I'm like wow that's really good actually loads of clever things yeah I can remember it happening with the doona the doona is oh, literally <sighs> I still have the doona I use that with uh with Otto now yeah I do, I do use the air purifier a lot now. Do you? The Clever Mama air purifier. But especially in London, especially in London, I just feel like the air is just not great. But supposedly the air in your house is worse than the air outside. Oh, really? Yeah. So we kind of, we have one in our room as well. And then you just know if it's, if it's going to be nice air for your kids to be breathing in. Yeah. There's so many good products. Have you ever, there's another one, right? Especially for people who are just starting to feed their kids. It's like a little fruit. I didn't have it for tea. I had it for Gigi and Otto. It's like, it looks like a little finger and it's a little thing and you shove fruit in it and they hold it and they just, it only lets little tiny bits of the fruit come out so they can eat it. Oh. Yeah, there's loads of clever little bits. Do you do, are you a, a puree person or a baby led weaning or a bit mixture of both? I'm a mix of both, yeah. Otto eats, he eats a lot of what T and Gigi eat. But then I do have his puree. Just, I don't know what it is in me. I just always feel like I'm worried he won't get enough. Yeah. I feel great though, you know. I've just done a batch of it. I've done some muffins. I've done like, I've I've enough stuff ready for him now. Because you know when you start running out, you're like, oh God, it is. It's time consuming doing that kind of stuff. So um, I'd say this will probably be the last batch of puree we'll do. Because he really is eating just everything that they eat now. How exciting. I love that. I, I love seeing so babies with food in their hands. It's so delicious. I know. And they just, you know, what? even with textures, I watch him and he just wants to squeeze everything and just like feel what everything feels like. Um, but he really loves his food. But I feel like they lull you into a false sense of security because I, they all love their food at a certain age. And then it's like up and down. I was with Gigi yeah. an hour at the dinner table last night. She just refuses, <laughs> honestly, unless it's a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> She'd eat croissants all day, every day if she could. <laughs> But that's so. Is that your way of tackling it then? It's just kind of like, no, we're eating dinner and we're going to stay here until you know, until we're done. Oh, it's yeah. And I felt really bad last night because I'm just like we're sitting here for an hour with her, and it's just like you kind of 
you feel bad it's like I just want to but I know she'll be starving again later and if yeah. I keep giving her like toast after dinner she's not going to eat her dinner so she got through it in the end and it was absolutely delicious was it? So offensive yeah it was do you know when you cook something you're like oh, I know that's delicious eat it <laughs> <laughs> I love that um, how are you finding the juggle because obviously you know you're a mum of three but you've also got a lot on your plate you're about to go off on tour with yeah. my therapist ghosted me, um, which, you know, Spencer's not allowed to, I've heard, uh, to go to, I've heard. He's yeah, banned. He's not invited, no. Yeah, he's not invited. Show him that he'll be banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how how do you find the juggling? Because do you find like your head's in a million places all at once or can you compartmentalise? Uh, I'm quite good at it. I feel, I always, like, obviously the kids come first. So today I wanted to do a nursery one. I wanted to collect them because I'm here and I'm able to do it. And then this afternoon after this, I can go and take them to a play place. And I'm kind of present for the whole day. But I am I know in my mind that in, in two weeks, three weeks, I'll be heading over to Ireland. But they're going to come with me the first week when I tour and then the second week I might just take Otto right and then depending how that goes I might just not take him the third week but it's four days and I've never spent four days away from them we have a nanny and she's absolutely amazing so she will come to Ireland with us right so two of the days I have to head in really early because we've, we've got a lot of show prep to do and then I'll be doing the evenings but then the other two days I'll be like I won't be leaving the house till five. So yeah. I, I have the day with them and whatever work I have to do, I'll do it in the morning and then I still get time with them in the day. So without having someone to help us, but people are always really grossed out by the nanny word. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's, just like, a, it's just another form of childcare. It's so I funny know, though, isn't it? I know, but people are like, oh God, you have a nanny. But um, I, uh, like, I can't just like hide them backstage while I go out on the stage <laughs> and just leave them there. Here, mind yeah, also for a minute. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so without help, I wouldn't be able to, to do what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Vogue, if you could write a letter on motherhood, who would it be to and what would you say? I'd write a letter on motherhood to my own mother and I would tell her that I can't believe what an amazing job she did because it is one of, you never realise how hard like being a mom is. It's the most rewarding job, but like I didn't know how much my mom did for me. I really didn't until I had a child. And I think she she raised three of us as a single mom for a very long time as well. And I have no idea how she did that. And I think that she did the most amazing job. And now that I'm a mom myself, I completely like, I think she's amazing. I'm in awe of her and I'm amazed that she was able to do that on a, all on her own and not completely lose her mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the interesting thing. I think when when we're in it, we can look back and see, and you know, even though you've got Spencer there, he might be in a separate role on the plane, but it's having, <laughs> you know, you know that you have that person to bounce off of who can come in and help, 100%, who not yeah. help, but, you know, share the load and everything. Yeah, so you know, the fact that she did it on her own, you know, for, for a long time. And when we were small as well, I just don't know how she did that. Like, I, I would have been four or something and just yeah. to have three small kids doing that and she did an amazing job. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself feeling overwhelmed with it all? Yes, I definitely do. You know, some days you're like, oh, I am nailing this. And then some days you're just like, this is, that's why when some people ask me, would you have a fourth? Some days I'm like, I could do a fourth. And then other days I'm like, absolutely not. Because <laughs> some days are just so much harder than the others. Today is a good day. You got me on a good day. But uh, yeah, it is overwhelming. I feel like I open my eyes about quarter past six in the morning and I honestly don't sit down until after seven when they go to bed. And yeah. some days I'm like, 
waiting for seven o'clock. Some days I do six thirty. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I once had a friend. I have a friend who once put her uh, kids down at half past four in the afternoon, and they slept through to the next morning. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> That's like a day off. Absolute dream. <laughs> I know. Um, and finally, uh, I, I end the podcast with you completing three sentences. The first one is okay. being a mum means. Oh, being a mum means uh, the best thing in the world to me, really. Does that sentence make sense? Yeah, we'll take it. It's fine. It's okay, good. thank you. Uh, thank since you having children, I... Since having children, I have a lot less time for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm happy when? I'm happy when I am with my, any, all my, all members of my family. I'm happiest when I'm with my family. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's that, you know, now they're all so young, but do you look forward to like, do you, do you look ahead rather to the next chapter and them all being that little bit older? And what I love, that might look I, I like. Lo- I, you know, I love every chapter as it happens. And then yeah, that's, like, I that's miss... what I mean. I don't want to say, I don't want it to be like, are you looking forward to it? But looking ahead to it, do you look at how that might look and what elements of that are you looking forward to? I think it's really exciting. Like just even watching T and Gigi's relationship and how they're the best of pals now. I just can't like, I think about being out for dinner with like our older teenagers and all of them being really great friends, probably killing each other as well, but <laughs> being really great friends. And like, I'm such good friends with my siblings and I, I'd love that for them. So that's even why I like having a big family because like my sister's my best friend. My brother is like, we just all get on so, so well. And I'd love that for them. And you just, you've lifelong friends in your family, I think. And the flip side of that is thinking about your mum and how proud she must be seeing the bond between you all. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. Exactly. She sees it. And like, yeah. And we're and even like the bond between us and her now, it's just, it's so different. You're like enemies for a certain point of your teenage years. And now <laughs> we're just the best of friends. I speak to my mom almost every day. And yeah, it's so nice. It's, it's, it's a nice spot to be, but you don't want to wish it away. Like I already miss the newborn face with Otto. I know. Like, oh, I it's, I, it's when you look back at photos. And you're just that like, is. oh, when someone, you know, when someone mails you on Instagram and you see something they've commented on before and it's like, oh, my God, T was so yeah. sad. I love that, though. I love having those memories. Vogue, thank you so much. It's been a delight talking to you. So much fun talking to you as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go and enjoy Pickup. Pickup? I'm off to Purple Dragon. Oh, enjoy Purple Dragon. Go have fun. I will. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. 
So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.